from the Neighborhood Church. To find out more about who we are, go to neighborhoodchurchmn.org. Enjoy the message. Good morning. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't recognize me, I see lots of new faces. I am the kids pastor here. I'm Angela, and uh, my pronouns are she, her. I spend a lot of time on the other side of that wall. So usually when I come back this way, most of you have dwindled out. So if there's new faces, hello. And for those of you watching online, what's up? <laughs> um, Nikki shared that I'm going to be talking about belonging today, and really what stirred that on was what I do with the kids each weekend. Um, I get to see kids, right now we're like younger, you know, we don't have a lot of older elementary kids, but birth to probably second grade, and it's, that's like one, those are like my favorite years, and watching the kids come in and show up exactly how they are. There's nothing for them that they feel the need to conform to yet. They, they get to show up if they're mad that their parents are dropping them off and they get to feel that fully. Like they don't, there's nothing holding them back of like, I shouldn't do this right now in this space. And they get to feel really excited even if they come in and the vibe is super quiet. So they're gonna be like running around and be crazy. And they also like the quiet kids get to be quiet. So everybody, shows up and I see the range of emotions and who they are. I see it evolve and I see them grow, but I see them be exactly who they are. And I, somewhere along the way, we, we learn what it looks like, what works and what doesn't, and we start to kind of like figure out how it looks to show up in a space, what's accepted, what we feel like we could do differently, given the people that we're hanging out with, given uh, what kind of job we have, what kind of buildings we're going into. So I was like, okay, kids do a really good job of this. I'm curious what adults think. And so I am gonna start. I have some friends and family that have shared with me their experiences and what they feel belonging to be, but I wanna start with this quote from Matthew Paul Turner. For those of you unfamiliar with him, he is a uh, Christian children's author. We read a lot of his books. He's coming out with a new one on belonging, and he shared like the first few pages, and it's, it's good for the adults too. So this is, this is where it starts. You belong, you do. That's always been true. You've belonged to yourself since you were tiny and new. On your very first day, when you breathed on your own, you belong to yourself and were made to be known. So what will it take for your soul to awake, for you to realize God makes no mistakes? How will you learn that your value and worth wholly existed on the day of your birth? This truth will unfold as life teaches and molds. All that's true about you will wake up your soul. And you'll start to see all you've been and will be, and the you God imagined will start to wiggle free. And Nikki kind of shared about it 
as well, but like we, we belong to ourselves. Like that's where it starts. And I think kids have that down because they show up and they, they live, they exist, and there's, they, they belong. Like God is a part of all of that. But when you look up the definition of belonging, it says it's to be a member or part of something, to feel you can show up as your authentic self. And I think, like, at least for myself, like, we, we connect this idea of belonging to being in a space, being around a certain person, being around uh, a certain group of friends. And we connect it to this idea that this is where I belong, with these people or in this room. But it's, it's like beyond that. You have, to, you have to know yourself. You have to be able to belong to you in order to belong in any space. So like your best friend that you have, you probably belong with them because your guard is down and you know who you are and you know that there's the fears of like being, you don't have to worry about messing up. You get to show up fully yourself. I'm sharing lots of different people, but does, does anybody know Brene Brown? Familiar? Okay. She talks a lot about belonging. Um, and she talks about this idea that fitting in to a space is the opposite of belonging. That a lot of times we're like, this is where I fit. But fitting in is like, it's conforming to. It's trying to like mold yourself into something instead of just being like, I know this is who I am. And I might come into a space and it might not fit the rest of the room. But I know it to be true about me. So regardless of the discomfort, I still... I still get to like belong here. Um, so I'm going to share some stories. I asked a handful of people their thoughts on what belonging means, wh where they have experienced or felt that. And I was <laughs> pleasantly surprised that people shared way more. Like I was like thinking maybe a couple sentences. And people thought about it and shared some really good stuff. Um, so I'm going to share some other things. I can't share all of it word for word, but um, everybody has some really good stuff to say. So I have a friend, Jordan. I don't know, not, some of you might know Jordan. But Jordan shared about her, like, her feeling like she belonged most was when she was alone. When she was just by herself, that she felt like it was in that space that she, that she was her authentic full self, that she belonged there. She talked about over time that she started to realize that it was a lonely place to, to deny like doing things with certain people or including people into the spaces of your life. She started to feel more lonely than you can belong there, but it's not maybe as life-giving. And she talked about how living life is with people and that she is working on actively living into her full self and realizing that Belonging can be in those spaces alongside others. And then I have my son, Augie. He is six. And as I was getting this message ready, I was brainstorming, like, what are, what, like, what are my stories? What have I had to overcome to feel this? And I was like, you know what? My kid's sitting right there. Hey, Augie, what does it mean to belong? And immediately, it's like, no pause at all. It means you want to stay at that place. And I was like, that's it. Like, that's what I get to experience when I'm over there on a Sunday morning. Like, there's, there's nothing to hold back. I don't have to figure out. I'm sure I text some of my friends, and they're like, uh, like, what's the right answer? How should I respond to this? What, like, what exactly is she asking? Kids just give it to you, like, exactly how it is. 
And then I was like, yeah, where do you feel like you belong? And he says, here, I belong right here at home. And that was cool. Like, I hope that's true for all of us. And I have a friend named Kyle. He may or may not be in this room right now. Um, and he talked about radical acceptance and unconditional togetherness being belonging. And I had to let that sit for a while because those are some... <laughs> Those are some powerful words together. And that this idea of belonging would just mean that I will hold a, a place for you simply because you exist and I love you. There is nothing to conform to. He also mentioned that kids are the best at this. And I love that because the idea of me saying to any one of you, like, I will hold a space for you because you exist and because I love you, because I care about you, because you matter, it's easier to do that for others but to sit back and be like, I will hold a space for myself because I exist and because, I, like, because I'm loved or because I love myself, it's, it's really powerful. And then my sister, my sister shared a story of um, being in recovery. She is an addict and she shared about her journey of her first sense of true belonging was being in recovery and she went on to say some really cool things about her experiencing god in that and her connections and relationships throughout this process but the sentence that stood out was it's in recovery that i felt belonging it wasn't because i was at this meeting or i was next to somebody else who had the same or similar story as me but it was because i chose that leaning into myself meant admitting that hey maybe maybe this is maybe i can show up more fully myself if i can admit that i um i want help in this area and she talked about being um let's see she talked about like being comfortably uncomfortable in order to grow and brene brown talks about having courage over comfort and how we can't have both. You can, you can be comfortable, you can be on your own, and you don't have to fear rejection, you just get to be there. But where the really good stuff happens is when we can step out and do it alongside, alongside other people. And then I have a friend, Sophie, who talked about last year was her first Pride Festival that she went to, and being in that space around those people was where she felt fully accepted, like she could just be long there and there was nothing to conform to. All right, so now my story. <laughs> um, I thought a lot about like, what has it looked like for me to be the fullest version of myself? Where have I felt like I belong? Where have I felt like I haven't felt like I belong? I wanted to use fit in, but that doesn't work. And so if you go back with me to my, like, childhood, elementary school, you would know me as, like, a very social person. I was known as, like, super talkative. I had good friends, but I was also just, like, friends with whoever came around. Like, I knew how to connect. I wanted people to feel like they had a place. And it felt easy for me. And it started to become the thing that I, like, identified myself with. This is working People like this about me. I can be funny. I can be outgoing. And, and it works. And I also enjoy it for the most part. But the thing about kids or the thing about us growing up is we experience these 
things that change our lives. We're in situations where suddenly we're told whether we realize it in that moment or not, like, okay, it didn't work for you to exist here like that. And so we realize, okay, next time I'm gonna do it differently. It'll be easier, it'll work better. Um, and I, what I realized was the, the outgoing, funny, goofy, talkative, always welcoming Angela was what worked. And so as I got older, I realized that there were more parts of me that were more introverted than I probably wanted to admit. And at the time, I, you know, you're growing up and I'm like, well, wait a minute, I'm, I'm outgoing and like this is who Angela is. And I identified myself as that way. And as I realized more and more, there were days where I just felt quieter. There were days where I would show up in school or in the classroom and I didn't really feel like connecting with people. I was comfortable just existing there. But I fought against this idea or the label that maybe I made for myself that like, what if it doesn't work? What if like I won't belong if I'm not these things that other people expect of me? And it wasn't until like my young adult life when I uh, was in a conversation with a good friend and I have no idea what the conversation was about other than um, my friend saying like, hey, you, you're like an introvert. Like, of course, Angela. And I remember being like, no, I'm not. And I didn't say it out loud, but I remember feeling like, okay, like if this is somebody who I know and trust and loves me and they're saying this very matter of fact, maybe there's more to me that not only isn't a threat to how I can show up and how I can exist, um, but maybe, maybe people will like that too. <laughs> and so it took a while to process through. I, I remember like the feelings of like, okay, I could either justify and tell her all the reasons I'm outgoing and all the reasons I'm really funny and all the reasons that I'm definitely not quiet. Um, but I didn't because I was like, she's going to know. So <laughs> I just like sat with it and I remember taking what she said and I, like I said, I had no idea what the conversation was about. That was what to this day like stood out to me. And I leaned into this idea of like, what if, it could coexist. Like, what if I could still, like, what if I don't have to have one without the other? What if I can be outgoing? And what if I can still be funny? And what if I can be responsible and serious? And what if all of that can connect together? And that would mean that I could actually belong. Like, it wouldn't mean that it had to be a space or a person or with people, but it's, like the more that I'm aware of who I am and the more that you're aware of who you are, you get to show up in that fullness. We also get to choose if we want to show up in that fullness. So I had to learn that the belonging is inside of me and that God exists in that space. That it's more than when I'm funny or engaging with everyone, that it's when I'm serious or responsible. <laughs> um, yeah. And Maya Angelou talks about this in a really powerful way. She says, you are only free when you realize you belong no place, you belong every place, and no place at all. The price is high and the reward is great. And that's like Brene Brown. She talks about you have to have, you have to choose courage over comfort. You can't have both of them. So the price is high, but like we get to, 
live into fully existing everywhere if we know that, first of all, we, like, we belong to ourselves. So maybe you relate to feeling like you belong most when, when you are by yourself. I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, I think there's parts of us that that's when we can fully be undone. Um, and maybe you relate to my friend Jordan's story of, like, I felt like it worked, and then it got to a place of I'm feeling lonely in this. I feel like there's something about community. Like, I, in order to know others, they have to know me. So it's like I... I desire to be known, but in order for that to happen, I have to be able to like connect with myself and know myself. Um, that's where the belonging exists, and that's where the community aspect of why it feels so good when you connect with somebody happens, because you are fully aware of the like parts of who you are that when you find that in somebody else, it's just it's the beauty of it, and I feel like that is that is where God exists. So you belong to you. And Brene, yeah, Brene Brown says, courage over comfort, you can't have both. So thinking about, like, are there areas in your life that you feel like, I really wish that I could show up differently here, and maybe it would cost something. And is it, is it worth the cost to be able to more fully feel like you can be in all spaces? Or, um, what else? Yeah, the whole idea of like you belong in every space and no place. My Angelo continues to talk about this idea of like, as soon as I deny the parts of me or show up into a space and feel like this is gonna work, this is gonna fit, but it's not, it's not who I am, I no longer belong there. It might, people might feel like it works really well and it fits, but we no longer belong to ourselves. So we have to belong to us before we can feel that in any other space. So I'm going to start where I ended. You belong, you do. That's always been true. You've belonged to yourself since you were tiny and new. On your very first day when you breathed on your own, you belong to yourself and were made to be known. So what will it take for your soul to awake, for you to realize God makes no mistakes? How will you learn that your value and worth wholly existed on the day of your birth? This truth will unfold as life teaches and molds. All that's true about you will wake up your soul. And you'll start to see all you've been and will be. And the you God imagined will start to wiggle free. <laughs>